As Trinity Episcopal Midtown family continues conversations surrounding racism, we would like to thank each and every one of you for your contributions to this podcast series. Our goal is not to debate whether or not racism or white privilege exists, but rather simply to share our individual experiences and to work to find ways we can address racism, both personally and professionally. We believe this can be accomplished through the exchange of open, meaningful, and respectful conversations surrounding anti-racism. We believe that collectively and as Christians, we can work proactively toward identifying and opposing practices, structures, and systems that enable racism to flourish and exist in our world. It is our hope that through this work we can achieve a greater understanding of social justice, which is simply allowing all persons equal access to the benefits and freedoms of a society and to also be free from the unequal distribution of its burdens. Hello, my name is Timothy Robinson Piles. I am a middle school art teacher. I'm currently 27 years old and I am a biracial black man. As somebody of lighter skin, it is always interesting to see how your interactions will go with people who do not know you. From feigned interest and docility to outright fetishism and distaste. Growing up, my life has been a rampant swing of them all. See, growing up in the city and reaching what I thought was the maturity of adulthood, I was ready to seize my future and build up a family legacy. And, as young minds do, I began to yearn for the experience with somebody at my side. So, single, nearly bilingual, and ready to mingle, I downloaded a series of dating apps. In my naivety, I expected for all six feet of golden skin and green eyes to be met with open arms and interest. Instead, I encountered a single phrase with such commonality on profiles, I thought it was something they must have checkmarked. Not down with the brown. I stood looking at profile after profile, bewildered. Keep in mind, this is not a few decades ago, but a couple of years. And I'm certain if I checked now, it would be less in number, but still a seen phrase. A preference, they like to call it. Still, I could not wrap my head around this fact and tried my best to block every single profile that mentioned it, refusing to even engage with the blatant racism that says I do not value your skin as a potential factor of a partner. At least I could only assume that is what they meant. However, a short month later, I knew it to be just as preposterous as the notion of a superior race. I received a message, an interesting pursuer, I was intrigued to see who it was and where it would go. After a few hours of going back and forth, they said, You're really attractive. Tell me, what are you mixed with? 
This is a question asked often, so I didn't think anything of it as I responded, primarily black and white. Only a second later, they typed, oh, never mind, not interested. I ogled at my phone confused. What did that mean I was black when they did not realize it? I pursued and asked why. They responded with the phrase, not down with the brown. My forehead throbbed with anger. Here is someone a few shades darker than me telling me outright that they were not interested in men associated with the race black. Not because of skin tone, as I was fairly lighter than even them, but merely because I am black in culture, experience, and livelihood. I glared at my screen, wanting to cuss them out, but realized nothing good would come from it and I'd be labeled the angry black guy. So I prayed for patience and then blocked the profile. You see, I realized that this ideology, this thought process, was no different than those who say I look exotic, and surely it's more than just black I'm mixed with. And I'm not exaggerating on this phrasing either. Just black. Because at this point, it's not an attribute to be black, but rather a status of class. You can't be black. You're too smart. You use all those big words. I knew you weren't just a light-skinned black when I saw your eyes. You're really attractive for a black guy. People say these things to me, thinking that they can separate me from my blackness, like it is a social class I am merely poor, failing to realize I am much my skin as they are their own. It is coming to a time now where we as people of all ethnicities and racial backgrounds must rise up and hold ourselves accountable of blatant racism and prejudices. I am glad to say the frequency of these comments have declined, but I urge people not to forget the times we are moving from and are in, as I will forever have the sharp sting of a memory of somebody telling me they are interested in all the greatness that is me because they are not down with the brown. everyone. Welcome again and thank you for tuning in to today's podcast series on Racism Revealed. Thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your story. You are an incredibly beautiful, young, talented man, both inside and out. No one can define who you are based simply on your skin color. Unfortunately, Colorism is a relatively new term, but really an old concept that has been around and in practice for many years. And it is based solely on racism, period. Racism has been around in the United States for hundreds of years. This concept called colorism upholds the standards of white beauty and it benefits white people and institutions of oppression, including, unfortunately, on dating apps. For African Americans, uh, it's unfortunate, though, that um, African Americans and people of other ethnic minorities that desire to meet people on dating apps actually run the risk of subjecting themselves to racial indignations on these dating apps. Racism is prevalent in our society and now increasing on dating apps. Whether this is a subconscious or intentional 
act. Sometimes people are just filled with hate and racist ideologies and sexist remarks they make or misogynistic behavior patterns. All of this is simply fueled by racism on these sites. And sometimes people will say things on a dating site that they might not ordinarily say to someone in person, such as black equals block, or the one you alluded to in your testimonial, not down with the brown. These dating sites do have a responsibility to set standards around and and they should monitor racism by these their systems and technologies uh, in an effort to flag certain words and phrases that signal hate speech or racist language. And I'd encourage them to do that. So Robin, I, I want to encourage you uh, to use your power on these dating sites and in other areas in your life where necessary to challenge racism and to work to dismantle racism by denouncing any racially offensive language or any toxic tones that continues to fuel racial biases. I want to thank you so much, Robin, for sharing with us and for bringing awareness and for shining light in these dark places where hate and evil and racism and other sins often breed. Let us bow our heads now in prayer. God, our Father, you see your children growing up in an unsteady and confusing world. Show them that your ways give more than life than the ways of the world and that following you is better than chasing after selfish goals. Help them to take failure, not as a measure of their worth, but as a chance for a new start. Give them strength to hold their faith in you and keep alive their joy in your creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us uh, in our podcast series, which will continue through the month of August of 2020, or perhaps even beyond. So continue to tune in on Mondays. Uh, we look forward to sharing with you. And for now, take care of yourselves and each other. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Racism Revealed. I am the Reverend Hannah Elizabeth Atkins Romero, the rector of Trinity Episcopal Church, where we continue to work on dismantling racism and white supremacy. I'd like to thank 
our co-hosts, Sheila Wainwright and Angel Williams, for their hard work and pulling together these podcasts. I'd like to thank our truth teller this week, Timothy Robinson Piles, and I'd like to thank our very own Harrison Moore for providing the music. Colin Boothby, as always, is our excellent producer. And if you're interested in finding out more about Trinity Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, and the work we're doing, I invite you to check out our website at trinitymidtown.org. God's peace.